Welcome everyone to the tippy top of Mount Manitoba. Way up. Way up north here in Mount Manitoba. Where this is another episode of how the hell did this go number one? But as we get a little bit deeper and deeper, what were you doing, Andrea? Was I that? was cleaning the camera. You were cleaning the camera with what? With a Kleenex. Okay, we just saw Opal the dog, so I thought it was like Opal's tail going back and forth there. I don't, I don't know. Black. All good, all good. But here atop Mount Manitoba, I don't know where, what Andrea is doing, but that's okay. We're going to be looking at how the hell did this go number one? And I'm here. I'm Kirk Buckner. I'm the owner. I'm the operator of NotInHallOfFame.com and, and the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame and the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Huh? That's a lot of Halls of Fame. But wait, there's more. Oh, there is. There's a whole lot more. Because I'm not alone. I brought with me Andrea Tessman. Hi. And Brad Nelson. Hi there. Hey. Hi there. You should have done that for last week's show about with Welcome Back. Welcome back, Kata. Yeah. I mean, that was a, it was a perfect Freddie Boom Boom Washington. Mm-hmm. But you know what else is perfect? Our me. sponsor. Oh, well, yes, you too. But our sponsor. Hey. 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 It's Super Bowl coming. Is it? It is. I hadn't yeah. heard. Oh, we do is. like the superb owl. I like the superb owl. Well, Andrew, you you've been in my place for a Super Bowl party, a super bowel uh -huh. party. It might have been a super bowel party. I've had a lot of parties where I sort of like emptied a lot of super bowels, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm excited. It's the Eagles versus the Chiefs. Brad, who are you cheering for? Um I think the Eagles have a less problematic name, so I'm going to go with them. Okay. Well, fine. Andrea? Um, well, the Eagles, because they're closest related to the owls that are superb. That's true. They probably have an advantage. Okay. Well, neither of Brad nor Andrea know what I'm doing with the betting, <laughs> but neither do I. But I'm going to help you. I am going to help you. I'm going to help me, too, because I suck at betting. We're going to go to bet stamp. Here's our hey, why don't we help you help us? Let me help you. Let <laughs> me help you. Betstamp. Do you have your phone out? Get your phone out. Download right now. Betstamp. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to do Betstamp because here's what Betstamp's going to do. Super Bowl's coming because maybe Brad doesn't know. Maybe Andrew doesn't know. Maybe Brad's got sort of like his little social justice warrior thing going on. I don't blame him. I get that. I get that. But... Hey, dude, I haven't fought for anything other than maybe air once in a while. I got no joke for that. <laughs> you can use some sunlight. All right, awesome. Good thing I've gone against coffee. But anyway, uh, bet stamp. Okay, if you're going to bet on the Super Bowl, let's say you want to go with, uh, as, Andrew, as, as Andrew says, the Chief, or sorry, the Eagles. Right? You, you like they were a pretty good band. There I've been an Eagles fan now for like one and a half minutes. Absolutely. But if you're like Brad, if you're like Andrea, you want to get the best bet possible. I do. I'm so always looking for a deal. Who is going to give you the best bet? Bet Sam. There you go. Bet Sam's going to do that. So you just sort of like go, you download that, and you sort of like all the betting things that you sort of like do. And you're going to say like, who's got the best odds? That's what you're going to go with. And let's say you're dumb like me or Brad. Guilty. Guilty as charged. There are people who are expert bettors and you can follow them. You can follow them and make the best bet possible. And I've got a, I've got a code for you. 
What's the code? Buck 25. Buck 25. Buck 25. And guys, That's your rapper name. There you go. Any, you don't need your, your parents' permission to do this. Maybe you do, but okay, just do it anyway. Buck 25. Kirk, don't, don't sell gambling to the chillins. I don't think there's any children watching our show. I'm I pretty sure, especially not. considering that we're talking about Simon and Garfunkel, two people that nobody under 20 knows who they are. But hey, do this for me, please. If you're going to be a gambler, if you're going to be a degenerate like me, do it responsibly. We have to remember to know, know your limits, stay within it. There you go, buck 25. Ah? Ah. 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 Okay, guys, I went against coffee. You always go against copy. You gotta know when to hold them. Know when to hold them. Actually, I grew up my beard here. What do you think of this little Kenny Rogers thing I got going on here right now? Silver Fox. Kind of I have isn't it? a little fruit fly for some reason. <laughs> Haley just moved out and she took the recycling out and probably disturbed her little banana buddies. <laughs> I got my office back, by the way. I got my office back. I'm back in the office. Okay, I'm just sure looking at my reflection here. This is very silver fox ish. Holy shit. That's what I said. What the hell am I coloring my top of my hair for, though? God damn. Kirk, you are <laughs> one very short dress away from looking in the mirror and saying, Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. And then Wild Horses plays in the background. I, I, I'm all, well, God, well, okay, before we go into our main event. I think I told you this. Okay, hey, if my first wife is watching, holy shit, you right-wing super coop fucktard. What the hell's happened to you? Anyway. I don't know where this is going, but I think we need to rein it back in and no, let's- I, 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 found, I found her Twitter account because it's just really super far right disgusting. Anyway. All right. Speaking of that, here's something she doesn't pay attention to because, uh, you know, like, uh, because she's a right-wing fucktard. Uh, but, you know, if she does get into sort of any kind of trouble, she could put something over troubled waters. Like a bridge? Like a bridge. Like a bridge. And uh, a messy segue, but it was a segue nonetheless. Yeah, it was better than some. It wasn't quite the train wreck that we well, often do. It wasn't the <laughs> well, well, whatever. Buck 25, bet stamp. Do it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, bridge over troubled water. And I apologize, Andrew. This was yours, and uh, no, this was Brad's. It was Brad's. Okay, my apologies. I'm sorry. Because uh, if I were to have picked a Simon and Garfunkel song, I would have picked uh, "Sound of Silence" because it's got a way better story. Okay, Sound of Silence is fantastic, but we're looking at how the hell did this go number one we can tell why sound of silence okay, went i, I kind of like where you went with this because like every time i started, i was doing all my research for this and so many sites call this their signature song and to me this wasn't no mrs and, robinson and sounds of silence uh the boxer i love oh, the boxers another fantastic but i mean you can go over their whole catalog and they're all great songs but many this is also their interesting swan song because it like, was. my apologies to simon garfunkel prior to this i did not necessarily know the chronologically chronology chronology that would be the right word yeah thank you 
Um, no, I honestly also did not know the the timeline of their music. Um, and no, this was interesting because it was written by Paul Simon, obviously, as I think everything they pretty much performed was most of the good Simon stuff. Simon with Garfunkel. Um, no, no, Paul Simon wrote this. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Paul Simon wrote this. Um, it's very gospel, but it's very um, non-religious gospel. Mm-hmm. But it's got that that big building sound to it. And he then he didn't want to sing it. He thought it would be better suited to Garfunkel's voice, which it probably is. Um, but then he was pissy about it for the rest of his well, up to now life, basically. Well, there was a reason for that. And I was doing a lot of reading on this, doing the research on it. And they started off in high school together. And there became quite a an animosity between the two of them. Because <laughs> Garfunkel was... Because Garfunkel little... never beat up Edie Brickell? <laughs> Sorry. Garfunkel was a little pissed off that he didn't have the creative juices that um paul simon did and paul simon was really insecure about his height and his looks and um and and his voice yeah at one point um already stood up there they were doing a photo shoot together and he says no matter what happens i'll always be taller than you to uh to paul simon and yeah and and so that was the thing. Uh, Paul Simon had said something, and I'm paraphrasing here, but I write the songs and he gets the girls. Well, with this song in particular, um, he he insisted that Garfunkel sing it. Mm-hmm. And so Art sang it. And the song, it is an, it's a perfect song. It's a great song. I'm not saying it's their best song, but in terms of what how it's built, how it's constructed, and also Art Garfunkel singing it. He did the perfect balance of, of emotion, but not showy, which made it better because mm. he didn't overperform it. He yes. hit some big, beautiful notes, but he, he started soft and he built it. And then, and the music built itself um and you know you start with the piano and then you bring in the drums and the cymbals and then you bring it down again and then you build it up again and the song is great but apparently every time it was performed live with the two of them Paul Simon is standing on the side of the stage just seething as Art Garfunkel is just absorbing the accolades of the audience for his masterpiece. He went on record saying every time he did that, I'm looking at him going, that's my song. Yeah. And I think it was... Most of them were his. Oh, all of them were his, but this one especially. Okay. Like, because I I think that Art Garfunkel got a lot of like a huge amount of praise for it, which is justifiable because he performed it beautifully. But I think that Paul Simon was kind of left behind, except for the fact that he won a ton of awards for it. So who who do people know better, Elton John or Bernie Taupin? You can't have one without the other. Well, that's that's it. Elton John doesn't exist without Bernie Taupin writing those songs. However, Elton John gets all the limelight and Taupin, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. 
Bernie's okay with that, though. Oh, 100% he's okay yeah, with it. Right, but right. so, that's where this rivalry is, is right, rooted. So, so let's look at this here from 2023 eyes compared to 1970. So in 2023, uh, there's the, and I apologize to the people who do this uh, show. I, I haven't seen it, but is there not a show called Garfunkel and Oats? Oh, yes, there is. It has nothing to do with Art Garfunkel, though. I know it doesn't, but it, basically it's about number twos. Yes. Okay. Uh, Garfunkel and Oates is fantastic. Anybody out there who likes some weird, dirty music? Yeah. I okay. suggest you check it's out hilarious. the loophole. Which I'm going to, but I mean, I know I know of its existence. And pretty much throughout my entire lifetime, and I'm old as shit, but my entire lifetime as a 50-year-old man, it was Simon Garfunkel. Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel, well, 100%. Because Paul Simon continued on with a very successful right. career, but whereas Art Garfunkel disappeared. But well, Art Garfunkel didn't disappear. Art Garfunkel, after about 1970, yeah, so let's uh, go had, some, they were had some bit parts in movies and stuff like that. And Catch-22. He, yeah, he tried to make um, uh, his own way in the music industry, and, and it didn't work. So what I was reading to like, uh, so this was around the same time that he that he got that he got a role in Catch Twenty Two, which did relatively well as a film, and an agent said, "Look, hey, I'm going to make you a star." Mm -hmm. I don't know how you look at Art Garfunkel and say, "I'm going to make you a star," but you know, they did. Well, he could have played Kramer. Yes, he could have. He very <laughs> well could have. That, he would have been a good Kramer, but Gar, but. Art was push, uh, positioned one way. Paul Simon wrote most of that last album. Mm -hmm. And from what I was reading, Paul Simon just pretty much realized he could do the whole thing without Art Garfunkel. Mm -hmm. It's like, what the hell am I doing with this goofball? When I well, even in their early years, he uh, Paul Simon went out and did, uh, hang on here half a second. Yeah, but while you're doing that, basically, like, uh, Art Garfunkel was uh, Andrew Ridgely. Uh, Andrew ridgely -ing. Huh? Huh? Uh, it's a callback. It's a callback. Uh, call Don't call this book. No, okay. No, no it's true. He was, he was a number two. He was he was the oats to the hall. Did, did either of you ever see uh, uh, This is 40? Mm -hmm. Oh, bits of it. Okay. So, Adria, so you probably saw more than Brad then. Like, like uh, where Paul Rudd, who uh, I think is Andrea's dream man. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because he's 53 going on 33. That man has not aged a day since he was 28, I no. swear. Yeah, he has a painting in his hallway. He's obviously a vampire, him. and I'm okay with that. And probably, and unlike, unlike Tom Cruise did not sell his soul to the devil to do this. Here it is in my notes. Um, so they wind up doing the, uh, they've, they've broken up a couple of times uh, before the 1970s breakup. Simon and Gar, yeah, they were constantly breaking up and getting back together. Yeah, so there was, they, they had magic when they were together. Right, but, but going up to that point in the 60s, you, they were equal in terms of their Q rating, in terms of like what you thought. If you were to say, okay, they're going to break up, it would have been a 50-50 bet as to who was going to do better. And honestly, Paul Simon, you know, didn't do too badly for himself. I mean, you know, 
he, he, he did very well, you know, considering. Because Garfunkel was the voice. I mean, he had the majority of the vocal talent there. Not to say that, that, that Simon didn't have the vocal talent. He, he truly does. But not, not to the point of Garfunkel. Garfunkel was the superior vocalist. And I think the problem was Paul Simon was the more talented musician. He had the writing chops and he could perform, mm -hmm. whereas Art Garfunkel could perform, but he didn't have that creative talent. And if he had moved on, if he was in today's music environment um, and had vocal talent like that, some, someone else would have written the songs and he would have gone on to be a superstar exactly. of his own right based on other people's writing that wasn't the environment that they were in. So when they broke up, he didn't have someone else's music to perform beautifully. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore- He never did. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so yeah, actually, I guess going back to that thing where we're talking about like, this is 40, uh, Paul Rudd's flipping out on uh, Leslie Bid? Leslie? I can't think of the name. All right, terrible names. And he's flipping out. He says, "Like, you want me to be a Garfunkel? You want me to be a Garfunkel? Yes, Garfunkel knew what to do. Garfunkel followed Simon. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's an interesting thing looking back at those two and how everything's like, how everything sort of like fell apart. And I, I remember watching or watching a rerun, obviously, because I wasn't alive then. Uh, one of the first." season or two seasons of Saturday Night Live and Art Garfunkel was the, the, the host and it opens up with uh, Gar. this is perfect compared to, to what you just said Andrea because uh, Garfunkel did a Sam Cooke song to open up and Belushi comes out and I, I don't remember the whole shtick but it basically was nice hair how come, like, like, shut up! You're you're just doing an old Sam Cooke song, more or less saying you have nothing original, because mm. because mm -hmm. he couldn't. Great voice. See, I think they could have done an amazing job if they would have put their own personal insecurities away for a minute and focused on okay, you have this strength, I have this strength, and when we come together. It's magic because it, it really was. But to, to that point, Brad, if you're Paul Simon, you bet on yourself and he won. Yeah. I mean, like he had a, a monster, some monster hits in the 70s. Oh, Graceland is is yeah, a magnum, his magnum opus. Right. So, I mean, Paul Simon proved he did not need Simon Garfunkel. Simon Garfunkel, sorry, Art Garfunkel. No, he didn't need him, but I honestly think the quality of music that was released pre-breakup was better than anything that Simon did after they broke up. Uh, I honestly think Simon and Garfunkel together had, had the perfect synergy at the surface level, and then it was those troubled waters that they had to build a bridge over underneath. Also, I, go ahead. I agree to some extent that I enjoy uh, Simon and Garfunkel's music more than Paul Simon's in general. But I think when they broke up, he 
Paul Simon changed his style of writing because he was no longer writing for Art Garfunkel's voice. He was now writing for his own voice and he did a lot more up-tempo, poppy, silly stuff like Kodachrome. And have you ever played the um, the game of Guess the Word? Because all of, pretty much all of Paul Simon's songs are centered around one fun to say word. Oh, okay. And there's a bunch of examples of this, but yeah, he just, he he seems to like find a word and then compose a song around it. And I'm blanking right now on other examples other than Kodachrome, but. Um, Julio by the schoolyard? Yeah. He was <laughs> never playing basketball with Julio. No, no, he's not ever played ball. basketball with Quite Julio. He's, he's, he's a white man. He can't jump. Especially at five foot two. Now, you know, he's just wee, but I mean, that's dynamite in that little package, man. Like he's he's an absolute genius. He, there's there's no two ways about it. You can't debate the fact that Paul Simon uh, is an absolute lyrical genius. For sure. For sure. Uh, what was it going to say here? When they got back together, that I believe it was in New York and Central Park. That was that was that was. Uh, yeah, that was Central Park. That was fifty or five hundred thousand people uh, attended that concert, um, and that was called. Hang on here, it's in my notes. Are Garfunkel saying thank you? Yeah. Um, thank you. I needed to pay some bills. There we go. Uh, Concert in Central Park. Uh, it doesn't say what it's what it was called here. I didn't put it down. But anyway, they were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1990, though. Oh, this is a great segue for what we're doing later for our surprise thing that you don't know about. Okay. Um, way to keep that teased. Um, but yeah, Central Park, 500,000 people gathered together for a concert, and that was in 81. So here's my question to sort of uh, close this off here for both of you. Uh, 1970, so which was their swan song? Uh, there's a lot of parallels to the Beatles swan song, Let It Be, uh, mm-hmm. around this yeah. time. Uh, for a song that's so maudlin, it's very positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like Let It Be in its own way. Uh, do you think that it sort of like plays sort of like both sides of that singer-songwriter and yet that okay we just got through a bit of the 60s the 70s might be crappy but maybe there's well disco came out so it got crappy 1970 though this is five years before disco man i know but i'm just saying they're leading into it oh but that's gonna be our close and then the segue into uh yeah uh, um i don't know i'm just I honestly I, don't know if I'm right I think that there was still a lot of there was a lot of turmoil in the world when this song came out but this song can fit both yeah i i think i think it is both a um platonic love song as well as a bit of a political like there's there's that underlying the world is tumultuous and i i can be there to help you through it Mm -hmm. oh also, did you catch the reference about the sale on Silver Girl? 
Yeah, line. Wrote Simon's wife. It, it was a, it was a jab at his wife for having a she was she was really insecure about having a few gray hairs, so it was a little jab it at her. It was a jab, but it was also an encouragement. Like, loving. It was a loving. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people had uh, theorized that it was about heroin addiction uh, with the uh, silver needle and what have you, but uh totally wasn't it was uh garfunkel adding that or requesting that got added in as a as a jab towards uh paul simon's wife i don't think he no he requested another verse it wasn't requested as a jab paul simon made it a jab to his wife oh was it okay. yeah he they they requested another verse and he kind of made it a little like goofy silly like she was insecure about the couple of gray hairs that had popped up. And uh, so it was a supportive because it's a very supportive verse. So, 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 so if Neil Young heard this, would he go, I see the silver and the damage done. Oh, I hate Neil Young. I know you do. Kirk, <laughs> should we talk about the silver in your beard? Oh, hey, we both got that going on and in the side of the hair and what have you. Basically, we're becoming uh, from from you know where we were as you know hot young desirable men to um, <laughs> hot, old desirable men now. Now that we're getting our uh, you know our our little bits of uh, silver, it's not gray. And because Brad I'm likes ginger. to pretend that he's blonde when in reality he's a ginger that's gone gray. Yeah, which I like because it's like blood and iron, you know. <laughs> Dark-haired people get salt and pepper. No, I get blood and iron. Or where do I have going that? What are you getting? I'm not sure, man. What's your natural hair color? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. See the roots here? It's all real. It's just here. It's just here. What color are your pubes? We don't need to know that. How about we uh, move on? <laughs> They're 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 not what they used to be. I'll leave it at that. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of snow on the cabin, eh? Why do uh, I hang out with you guys? Because you're just as bad as we are. You're just upset you didn't think about it first. Don't tell also, them. Also, also, too, it's 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 culturally appropriate for her to shave those off. But anyway, uh, hey, I have no grays that we can see on this camera. Well, you can see where I dyed my hair. Mm -hmm. Getting that fixed soon. Fair, fair. Okay, first off, though, I rock this look. I just want to point this out. Hey, I called you a silver fox earlier, so. But okay, so I have a surprise for you guys. Uh, okay, hit me with a surprise. Is it money? No. Well, then no. I'm not. Is it beer? Oh wait, yes. Uh, liquor. Liquor is good. Okay, no, it's something that I thought would be fun, based on what okay. I do. All right, so. Obviously, the site is called Not in Hall of Fame. So the big core of what I do is talking about Halls of Fame. Now, today, as we're recording this, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced the nominees Ooh. for the 2023 class. And knowing that the two, the, the two of you are not as into it as I am, but you're musician fans, music fans, I wanted to have a visceral reaction from the two of you as to the nominees for this class. Oh, and okay. Yeah, I haven't read this, about this yet. Uh, perfect. Yeah, I didn't think you would. I'm glad you didn't. So I'm going to tell you who they are, and I want you to come up with each of you your seven out of the fifteen that you would put through. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So nominated are so just 
a tribe called Quest. Oh, yes, 100% they get to be in. Okay. Cindy Lauper. 100%. Okay. You got to put in seven. Can't put them all. Yep, I know. I know. I'll pass on a few. Put them in the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Okay. Take it or leave it. I, 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 could, put them, I could put them on the fence. Okay. Uh, a very interesting one because it's a combination. Joy Division and New Order combined together oh. in one induction. Oh, love will tear, tear us apart. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, like, that's actually one. You're, you're because they share members. Right. There's a joke there. I'm not going with that. You're welcome. Hey, what's next? All right. Well done. Uh, Kate Bush. Oh, okay. All right. George Michael. Eh. Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. Uh, see, some of Missy. I, I, got, I got some respect for Missy Elliot. Yeah. Okay. Rage Against the Machine. Oh, has to Ooh. be. Okay. Cheryl Crow. Yeah. 100%. She must. Oh, well, she she used to sleep with Kid Rock, so she better get in before those STDs kick in. Uh, bah isn't with the bah. Kid Rock, isn't Kid Rock just an STD that's like coagulated into a person? I think that's very well together possible. <laughs> I think he that. looks. He looks like if you rubbed up against him in the grocery store by mistake, you would have to get tested. If herpes was a person, it'd be Kid Rock. Saying that bah with the bah is a banger. I don't care. Dang it, dang Rock. There you go. I was wondering how long you're gonna leave us hanging. That's as long as I had. Ask my wife. That's not much longer. You know, and that's funny with Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow doing picture. It was a horrible message in the song, but kind of a great little song to sing along to. There you go. Soundgarden. I don't care about grunge. Okay. Soundgarden's not grunge, but still. Soundgarden was so hey, grunge. Yeah, you're right. It's grunge. Never mind. Right? Oh, can you do that again? What? The thing where what? you said I was right. I, I, oh. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. No, I don't think a woman has ever said that to me. And I have like a semi right now. Maybe later. Okay. I don't want to get you overly excited. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't say it twice in one sitting, because yeah, I have to. I'll have to go off camera. So if it's full, if it's twice, then it's a full. That's why I have to go off camera. I'll get hit in the forehead with it. Really? No, I'd be lucky to touch belly button. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm uncircumcised and I I don't trim down there. I mean, like I, you can actually cert like well. Okay, I get accused of oversharing on occasion, but you just like lowered the bar. We don't need to hear that. I didn't even finish that sentence. Okay. Okay, Uh, let's go back to the nominees. Back to the life. Back Back to the nominees. (laughs) Uh, The spinners. Spinners got to be on there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Warren Zevon. Werewolves in London, man. Uh, the white stripes. Okay. Oh, I got a joke for you guys because you guys would understand this. It's about the white stripes. Knock, knock. Who's there? Meg White drum solo. Meg drum. 
Like white Trump solo who? No, because it's knock knock. That's all she's got. Oh. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of this. I've never tell you about the story that uh, I was over at the Playboy Mansion like uh, what, 20 years ago. True story. <laughs> you were at the Playboy Mansion? Oh yeah, I was in the play- it was 20 years ago. Yeah, I was uh I remember this. It was just like it was yesterday, 20 years ago, right? So like there, there I am. And do, do you remember uh, like, it's like, and uh, I, I was there and there was Mick Jagger and there was Dennis Weaver. You remember Dennis Weaver, right? Dennis Weaver, of course. Yeah, Dennis Weaver. He was McLeod from that 70s show, you know, from a 70s show called McLeod. And I, I was there in the background and it's like, I said, and I, I, saw the, I saw them meeting each other and, and, and Dennis Weaver and Mick Jagger says, hey, 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 I know you. You go, Dennis Weaver. I said, Dennis Weaver, McLeod. It's like it was, it was kind of kind of cool to watch. And then I was out with the other bimbos and other stuff. Like that. True story. True story. Really happened. Uh huh. This this really happened. Anyway, uh, so like I heard about this later. Now apparently, like everyone's getting drunk. I mean, I had a few pops myself there. And uh, anyway, uh, so like Mick, Mick, uh, I was saying, and, and, and Mick, we had to go to the bathroom. He came back. I, said, I can't believe what happened. I said, like, what? What happened? I said, so Mick, Mick went up to the. You see, he had to take a big piss, and he goes, he goes to this big, giant, you know, big opulent bathroom, and then, and, and Mick says, like, "Holy shit, there was there was Dennis Weaver there in the bathroom, but Hugh Hefner was banging him from behind, like boom, 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 boom." And he had to stop that because he says, and he says, like, "Hey, hey, Hugh, Hugh, get off of Mick Cloud." Yeah, I've heard that one is slightly different, a little bit shorter. Uh, did you hear about the Scottish cover band? The Scottish Rolling Stones cover band. Their biggest hit is Hey McLeod, get off of me, you. So you're saying you don't believe my story? Is that what we're saying here? Well, no. Uh, with the amount of times you said true story, I stopped believing after the second one. Me thinks he doth protest too much. All right. Well, here's a here's a real true story. Willie Nelson uh-huh. also nominated. Okay, so. I understand the love for Willie, and I, and I do. Outlaw country, the whole nine yards. I, I get it. And the shit that that guy's been through, you got to give him props. I've never liked his music, but he probably belongs in there. All the girls I've loved before. It's my door. Yeah, there you go. See, a little bit of Willie. Well, I was doing my Julio. I know a little bit of Julio. I was waiting for you to say a little Me and Julio bit. down by the schoolyard. Yeah, see, you could be shooting people. Yeah, but it was against the law. What the fuck? Was Julio <laughs> like underage? What the hell? No, I think they had a little uh, um, homosexual love affair that was illegal at the time. I thought it was both. Is that what this song's about? I don't know. I'm just making shit up. <laughs> God damn it, he, he beat up he I, beat his wife and then he like he, he accosted Julio. I thought it was about weed. That's probably more accurate. Damn it, and he's in that video with Chevy Chase now. Chevy's the good one? What the hell? Andrea, did you just say I was right again? I said accurate. Oh, okay, good, good. I can keep this thing no. under control. Yeah, Brad's now accurate and right, according to Andrew Tessman. That's now on his Tinder profile. Yes. Don't put me on your Tinder profile. Oh no, you're going on. Oh, no, you're going to put me on your fat life profile, and that's going to be even um, worse. Yeah. No, you're not on there. On your what life? 
Well, fent no. life. Let's not get into this on oh, public okay. broadcast. Okay. Okay. Once you do the fent life thing, you can also go on BetStamp with your promo code <laughs> Kirk twenty five or sorry Buck twenty five. So I think we're done with this song. No, we're not done with the song. We okay. I, I gave you these people. Who is your five? Oh, oh I've forgotten now. Okay. okay, Willie Nelson, White Stripes, Warren Zevon, Spinners, Soundgarden, Cheryl Crow, Rage Against the Machine, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Kate Bush, Georgia Vision slash New Order. Uh, Iron Maiden, Cindy Lauper, Tribe Called Quest. You've got to pick five if you had a rock and roll hall. Five? I thought seven. You can do seven. Cindy Lauper. Yep. Um, Rage Against the Machine. Tribe Called Quest. Uh, You're putting as much thought into the people who actually vote on this, is, so that's fine. <laughs> Uh, now I'm already forgetting others. So Brad puts them in. Okay, so I get to pick five? Five to seven. Tribe Called okay. Quest. Tribe so Called Quest for sure. All right. Uh, Kate Bush, without a doubt, that woman's voice deserves that recognition. Cheryl Crow, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike her. She's just anybody else. So I, I don't really care. Missy Elliott, definitely. Joy Division mm. Order, 100%. Cindy Lauper, yes. Um, Willie, not because I like him, but because I understand why he should be. Uh, and Rage Against the Machine, for sure. Okay. All right, fair enough. I told you there was a bit of a surprise. And here's the surprise for next week, because Andrew, you want to know what we're doing next week. So I'm going to give a choice to either of you. We are either going to go to a place that we shouldn't go in the in the plains or a place- Oh, it's like going where I shouldn't go. I mean, never mind. Continue. Yes. <laughs> or, I'm gonna give you a choice. A 70s place where we shouldn't go is three white people or an 80s place we shouldn't go is three white people. 80s, done, duh. 70s, we run the risk of disco. 80s, Neither we disco. run the risk of excellent 70s, music. 70s are not disco. Oh. Uh, I'll go with I'll go go with Brad on the eighties, okay. just because. Well, pretty boy, it's out. waiting there for you. We're gonna take a trip down to Africa. Oh yes! Some I bless totally. the rains down in Africa. Where once again, uh, take some time to find out the things I never said. And once again, someone's going to point out that how Weird Al sort of like helped cover that with Weezer. And there's going to be some people, some young people, some young insults who are going to point out like, see, this girl likes it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's what we're going to do next time. I have fond right. memories of Toto um, from like high school choirs and stuff. And this one has a lot of interesting stuff to talk about on it as well. That's what I've got picked for next week. You know, if you can't wait, I've got so much other stuff. What other stuff do you have? Before we promo your other stuff, Kirk, we got to talk about Andrea and her OnlyFans, where she only does that noise. Yep, fully clothed. But you know, uh, just just you know, making mouth noises to Toto's Africa. 
Do you think I could monetize that? Because I might start an oh. OnlyFans if that was the case. Well, you, Dude, there's somebody going to pay for that. Well, you could if you go to Only OnlyFans. <laughs> the record, I don't have an OnlyFans, but if it uh, involved something that I didn't take my clothes off, let me know. I'm down. We don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time. Here's the thing oh, is, Brad no. actually has taken his clothes off on a show. I will again. Uh, all you have to do is ask. No. Yeah, he'll he'll drop Trav at any suggestion. Hundred percent. I mean, like as soon as I walk in the door, once it gets warmer, I, I'm going to install pants hooks at my door. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure previous houses Brad has lived in has had pants hooks at the door. I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying you're more comfortable without leg prisons. Well, here's what you don't need to have, either pants or not, to enjoy my book. Chavo Guerrero, instant classic. You can read it with your pants. Did you write a book? (laughs) You can read it with your pants on or your pants off. I'm reading it with my pants off. There you go. Uh, So, like you, you can beat off with Brad to uh, Chavo Guerrero, instant classic. I didn't say it was arousing. I just wasn't wearing pants. I've still got underwear on. If so, well, there's a section where where he talks about his uh, tryst or not tryst, his meeting with John the Wad Holmes. John Holmes, the John Holmes, the John Holmes. Wow. Yeah. At a cocaine party, but anyway. I mean, that's what they did at the time. Like wearing an onion on your belt. It was the seventies. It was the seventies. It was the start of time. So Chavo Instant Classic, uh, the late great Chavo Senior, love you. So uh, and I and it was a pleasure working with him on that. Uh, great man. Just uh, a great man. I, I I think also too because like I'm having some things going on with my dad, which makes me sort of think a little bit more of of him these days. Of course. But anyway, I also do other things. Uh, there's the weekly Hall of Fame show with Evan Nolan. Uh, you can catch that. Well, we're going to do a, probably a better insight on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame than than these two just did. <laughs> uh, of course, I, I I didn't tell them they were doing this, but. I tried. No, you sprung that on us. That was, I did. That was a surprise. I did. Well, I just wanted to have some fun with that. I thought because of what we do, it might be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And was it? It was a bit of a disaster, but you know, yeah. we still well, have fun. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But you know, if, if you don't have fun, you can also go to Bet Stamp with the promo code Buck Twenty Five. Buck Twenty Five. Easy to remember. It's the name you'll find all of Kirk's rap songs under. I got nothing. Anyway, uh, we're wrapping up a series, and it's gonna—it's breaking my heart. That's coming to an end. Uh, Chris Bournet, Chris has got to do some other things. So, uh, the this crap was on national television. It's coming to an end. I need to co-host a new co-host for that, Brad. Tag, uh, hey, I'm in. I'm I'm in. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, I'll do that with you. I mean, I can't promise I'm going to be as cool as Chris, but I'll stand in and I'll be like the new Marsha. Actually, is he like just spending too much time in Antarctica and he can't uh, hang out with you anymore? That's Glenn. Oh. You know, no, no, Chris, Chris is, uh, no, you, yeah, no, Chris is, uh, he's pretty much got a promotion and he's doing a bunch of other stuff. So we're going to do a couple more shows and then, but we're going to keep it going on with uh, uh, this crap was on national television. So I guess I've now indoctrinated you to be the new co-host of that. I could, uh, I could be tempted for sure. 
So long as you double my wage. Done. Okay, then we're, then I'm in. Yeah. Look at that. I, it on depends pie. on the time commitment, but I could probably be convinced to. Well, it's a little bit more time commitment because you have to actually watch some crap that I'm going to send you. I like watching crap. All right, there you go. Yes. Well, you are German. Hey. <laughs> so are both of you. Scheiße. <laughs> yeah. Let me come out, Scheiße. Oh, yes. German. Let my ass shit head? I spoke in very little Deutsch. But you understood that, so I know when I'm being insulted. I get that all the time. I could, I could pick that up in any language, just about. Well, okay. I, well, with that, the silver fox, aka the silver god. Well, at least you're not thinking you're a golden god. I just give golden showers. But with that, wherever you are, <laughs> wherever you may be. Buck 25 on bet stamp. Uh, I'm not going to get that sponsorship again. I don't think so. Anyway, uh, but I still have it for the next six weeks. So, anyway, stay safe, everybody. I'll be the same. I'll be the same. I'll be the same.